Hey everybody, welcome to Dental Voice with Zyrus. My name is Rolando Mia, and today our guest is Dr. Kyle Stanley. Now, Dr. Stanley has done an amazing amount of things. He's a progressive dentist. He's into technology. As a matter of fact, he, you know, his company Pearl AI is one of the, you know, I, I wasn't going to say it's the leading things going into, you know, this whole context of technology and dentistry. What we're going to talk to him today, however, is something that we feel is absolutely critical to dentistry and something sometimes that people maybe won't lean into or don't really talk much about. So what we're going to talk to Dr. Stanley here is about stress, about the, the mental issues that dentists face. Dr. Stanley, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Awesome. So if I could... Um, you know, before we get into technology and all that type of stuff, mental health in dentistry is something that a lot of people seem to kind of know about, but you don't see a lot of people talking about it. Can I ask you why? Why do you see that? You know, there's a big stigma around mental health. Um, before I went through my difficult times, we can get into this later, but I thought that people that had mental health issues were weak. That was really what I thought. And I think that there still is that perception, although it's nice to start seeing more and more people talking about it, you know, outside of dentistry as well, just in mainstream media, there's still a stigma in the United States and all over the world about it. So I think that's why it's, it's not only this idea that maybe you're weak, but you're vulnerable as well. And no one really wants to be vulnerable. So it's, it's an unfortunate thing that's causing this topic to not come to the forefront. Is it, is it also something that's very scary for people? Because, you know, recognizing that I am stressed because I'm a dentist, I'm a clinician, I know all this stuff, I have to be this way. Is it also kind of a function of the way we're being conditioned? Or yeah, I think we're worried about what our patients are going to think, what our team is going to think. We're leaders, we're highly educated people, many of us are very successful. So having this vulnerability just doesn't really fit with our, uh, with our, I don't know, with our outside view. And that's important, right? Yeah. Because what's interesting is I know many of my friends that are now talking about mental health and they're doing it on the same Instagram or Facebook or TikTok that they are getting patients from. And in the wow. past, you would think, like, well, you know, patients won't come to me if they know that I'm going through mental health challenges. And it's exactly the opposite. The patients are really connecting with me or with other people that are talking about this because they finally see us as more than a dentist. They see us as a human. And it's like remembering, oh, wow, this person is a human behind the white coat and the, the loops and the mask. And I think once you get that human connection with your patients, it's really powerful. It's a completely different experience, isn't it? Yeah. So in, in, in everything that you've been doing and the lecturing that you've been doing as you go out and speak with different people, um, what, are, what, what could you share for viewers, for us, as kind of indicators or the top things that would kind of make you think, you know, maybe, you know, we hear that people don't realize that they're experiencing the stress until boom, mm -hmm something yeah. catastrophic happens or they just finally break. What are some warning signs that you can share with us that 
you are actually experiencing this and that you need to kind of do some reflection. And you know, I think it's helpful to, to tell you my own story because mm -hmm. a lot of that answer will come from that. And it was really in February of 2018 that I was outside of my front door. It was literally a dark and stormy night, which is rare in California. You know, as you know, we don't get a lot of rain, but there was that smell of the asphalt. I was getting home late, maybe seven o'clock, seven thirty. I totally know what you're saying. You know, I can I can almost see it. Yes. And I went to open the front door, but the deadbolt was locked. So my wife had to come to the front door and she opened it and said, welcome home. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And now in hindsight, I should have said, I can't do dentistry anymore because she said, what do you mean you can't do this anymore? Like, you know, That's family, right kid, out of your mouth. marriage. Yeah. And oh. I said, you know, I can't do this, this dentistry anymore. It's just, it's too difficult. It's not worth the stress. I was just so, 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 so stressed out. And on the outside, everything looked great. I mean, I was, you know, driving nice cars. I had a good house. I had a successful celebrity practice in Beverly Hills. I was lecturing all over the world. I mean, I really had everything that a young dentist or like my own 18-year-old self would have wanted, but I was going through a lot of difficulty. I had patient complications. I had team uh, complications. I wanted more time with my family. I wanted less stress. I wanted better physical health. I wanted to be less reactive with my team, with my family, with my friends. And so I finally had to say enough is enough. I always use the analogy of putting on your own oxygen mask when the yeah. plane's going down. You know, we, we as dentists, we take care of other people, right? We, we support our team. We support our patients, our family, our friends, family, neighbors. But I finally had to take care of myself first. And I had to make my mental health, my physical health, my relational health, a priority. I had really been putting it off for too long. I knew that something needed to change. How, so, did, how yeah. did I get to, I'm, I'm, and first of all, I apologize for stepping in. So it got to the point where all of a sudden she opens a door. I mean, this is the love of your life. Yeah. You're like, I can't do this anymore. Did, mm -hmm. did you feel it coming? Yeah, I mean, it was, it slowly had been boiling up over the last probably year and a half, I think. It was like complications, lawsuits, you know, money. I mean, you know how dentistry is that yeah. it finally got to this point where I needed to go on this journey. And I started looking at this topic of mental resilience or mental wellness. And a lot of us dentists think that it's kind of like it feels fluffy or it fear, fear, feels kind of like woo-woo. But, you know, I'm a research nerd. Like, I, I like to publish a lot. Um, you know, I like to lecture. I'm, like, I'm a scientist. And so I started going to, like, the scientific research. I started going to PubMed and looking at studying um, positive psychology and the psychology of overachievers like us and personal success habits. And I sat under some of the biggest teachers in the world on this topic and I came to this breakthrough that, yeah, I came to this breakthrough that the first few years of dentistry, and that can be three years, five years, 10 years, is really spent honing our clinical skills. 
Only our clinical I, skills, and you know, I got to get better at crowns. I got to learn implants. I got to you know learn how to do rubber. All the technology. Yes. Yeah. But then there's there's uh, tor towards the end of that period, you start to see symptoms, and this is kind of going back to your original question. And those symptoms can be things like um, things like feeling overwhelmed, mm. having these patient challenges your physical health deteriorating, um, yeah, team challenges, anxiety, depression. And then you get to this decision point. And from that decision point, there's three different ways people go. They either become this coping dentist and cope for the next 20, 30. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. They may go down the road that I went down, which I call the despairing dentist. And these are the people that, you know, have anxiety. They're going through despair. They have depression. They may even become suicidal. Mm. And then you have these rare people that become thriving dentists. And what I found was the difference between the coping, the despairing dentist, and the thriving dentist is mastering your mental and relational health. I found that is the most effective way to ensure sustainable success in your career. Mastering because, your yeah. mental health. I like that MMH, right? Yeah, mastering your mental and relational health. And MMR. because anybody can have success in dentistry for a few years, but doing it for 10, 20, 30, or 45 years, how my dad did it, is very difficult. And, and when you master your mental and relational health, it's funny how things start falling into place. Wow. Wow. Oh, first of all, really appreciate you sharing that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you grow or things happen, it's just slowly over time. When, when is it, or do you, can, can you share what are the, what was the final thing? I mean, something made you finally just say, I can't do this. What is that? Or yeah, I think for me, with that year, in 2017, I had some pretty big challenges, one with the team member and two with patients. And, you know, some were big complications, having to give back tens of thousands of dollars of money, um, you know, being threatened with lawsuits. All of this kind of thing really just boiled up for me. And the other thing was my physical health was going down the drain, too. From the outside, people are like, oh, he looks kind of healthy, you know, but you probably know, and any dentist that listens to this, sometimes we go the entire day without having a sip of water, yeah. without or going to the restroom. Like, I remember sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, oh man, like, you know, I have a headache. And my wife will be like, did you drink any water today? I'm like, no, I, nothing. I mean, I didn't eat lunch. I didn't have a sip of water. I didn't go to the restroom for 10 hours. And that's just normal for us. Uh, and we really have to stop and make our, our physical health as well a priority. Wow. How, how do you, once you discover that, the next step, at least from, from my perspective or what I'm asking is, how do you acknowledge that? Because that's a different, you said it before, there's an ego within us that, that you know, oh, I'm going to look weak. My team's going to think I'm, you know, losing it here. How did you get to that point where you could actually say, wow, I'm really struggling here? Yeah, so I go through, I teach a concept called the, the ripple theory. Ripple. So the first thing we do is realize we have a problem, which is kind of the, 
the point we're at now, right? R is for realize. Realizing you have a problem. Your relationships aren't going well. Your cases may not be going well. You're struggling with financial sometimes. Sometimes people are excelling financially. Um, and then the next thing that I, that I do is identify. So R-I, identify. And that is going through and looking at all the triggers that we have in dentistry. And there's about 16 triggers that, that I oh, have wow. identified. And figuring out which of these triggers are your big triggers because you can't deal with them unless you understand them or at least yeah. identify them. So like one of those is an environment of fear. We live in an environment of fear every single day. And most of the time we talk about how that affects the patient right? We want to give good injections. We want to check their blood pressure. We want to give them a good experience. We don't want them to go in pain. And of course, that is virtuous to, to have your patients not be in pain and, you know, really give them a great experience. But no one talks about how it affects us. It affects right. us every single day. When we give injections, our blood pressure research shows can go up by 20 points. So how many injections do we give? You know, 10, 20, some people get 40 injections a day. And many times too, when, when we're giving injections, we're trying to take the pain away from the patient and we take it on ourselves. And so what that does is releases cortisol, stress hormones. So the entire day, we're kind of in this fight or flight mode. So it's no wonder that so many of us get home and are exhausted right and no right. one else would understand that because they just think we're doing this all day and we get home and our our entire body and brain is just so exhausted because it's like we've been drained running yes yeah. like we've been running from a lion the entire day yeah. <laughs> so when you identify these triggers it's much easier to um Live in the space between the trigger and your response. Amazing. So what are the P and the, the rest of Ripple? Yeah, yeah. So now, now you have me. <laughs> the rest of it. So the P and the P are um, purpose and perspective. We like to find our purpose outside of dentistry and have a perspective of where we'd like to go with it. And this was a big problem for me. I mean, so many dentists including me, our purpose in life is to be the best dentist in the world, which right. sounds so silly to me now. <laughs> Thinking... Well, dental school, right? Dental yeah, school, you have to yeah, be perfect. I mean, you got to get was, this right. I wanted my tombstone to say, like, best dentist in the world. And now, really, my purpose in life is to be the best father in the world, to be the best husband in the world, to be the best neighbor in the world, to be a giver and prevent suffering on the earth. You know, I can be great at dentistry. I can love dentistry. I can be passionate about it, but it's not who I am. It's what I do. So dentistry had taken over who I was and I became Kyle the dentist. I became what I like to call a dental robot. And so the next ones that we talk about are learn, and then elevate. So learning is more based on um, daily habits. We have something called the dream sequence, which is diet, relationships, exercise, appreciation, meditation, and sleep. 
So we go through all the research on all of that to figure out your daily habits and how that can impact your dentistry, actually. And then in the Elevate, in the E, the final session, that's really about um, how to change how you practice for less stress. And so little things like setting true expectations for patients. Like one thing that we do in my practice is we never have a try or sorry, we never have a delivery. We never have a seat appointment. Okay. Because those all imply something definitive. We have try-ins. So next time, Mrs. Jones, you, you, we took the impression today. Next time you come in, we're going to try in the crown. If everything fits, looks good, the color's right, you like it, I like it. You'll leave with it that day. But sometimes it takes two or three tries for us to really get it right. So I just want to let you know. And just that little change in conversation, in setting lower expectations, and usually we, you know, usually we get it on the first try, like 95% of the time we get it on the first try. And then you're a hero. It's like, wow, you told me to take two or three tries. You did it the first try. That's amazing. But if you didn't, you know, if the color was off or the contact was open or something, they're expecting that. And this is also the time when, and you know, ask me why I do this is because, you know, maybe you didn't know, but it's their niece's wedding the next day or it's, you know, graduation or they're taking family photos and then they're pissed. So <laughs> you said, yes, you said, exactly. you said you're we're, we're seating the crown next week, right? And it's funny how when you set that expectation, how the same result can happen, but the reaction from the patient is different. So for example, um, let's say I'm placing an implant and I say, you know, I'm placing this implant and uh, it's going to be awesome. It's great. It's perfect. And the implant fails. Patient calls and said, Dr. Stanley is such an idiot. I paid so much money for this. He told me implants always work and all this. Now, let's say we place the implant and I say, you know, I'm placing the implant. They have very good success rate, but sometimes they fail and sometimes we don't know why. So it may fail before you get to the elevator. It may fail in two weeks. It may fail in six weeks, in six years. And, you know, even before we put on a final restoration, let's say it starts getting wiggly, they call and it comes out. The call now is, hey, this is Sarah and, you know, my implant is loose. Dr. Stanley said this may happen. Can you get me in? There you, you go. see how that changes? So how the team will react He messed up, it's loose. Yes, because then the whole team is, is pissed off, right? Oh no, Sarah's coming in, oh no, and she's all mad, and we gotta move patients and this and that. It's the same, you're getting the, the same um, results, right? The implant failed either time, but the reaction is different. So little things like that. I, I, love, I love the premise behind that. How did you come up with that? And where did how did you kind of put that together what it was what was the kind of the motivation and synthesis from that yeah that was all just like my personal experience of going through my journey after i realized i had to make a change and so i really I, started setting out figuring out what i was learning cuz that was really what i did i i realized i had a problem i identified it then i found my purpose and my perspective i then started learning daily habits that changed. And then I really went back and to elevate my practice, I started changing how I practice, not necessarily the clinical <laughs> aspect. There was a little bit of the clinical aspect. Yeah, yeah. I like to do what I call predictive dentistry, predictable dentistry. So little things like, you know, using 
rubber dam or placing guided surgery, doing digital smile design, things like this that make us more predictable. I'm doing it because the dentistry is better, but it's selfishly because it reduces my stress. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it also doesn't help. And as I was thinking of, as you were sharing your story, you know, you're, 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 you want to do everything for your patient. You're all about your patient. And they come in, they say, you know, I hate you. I hate yeah. the dentist. I hate this. And you're like, wow, here I am killing myself. I haven't eaten in a week. I'm doing everything I can to make this perfect. And you hate me. Well, great. So it's, it's all these little things that are hitting. I love the context of the realization of that, acknowledging that and, you know, kind of taking the time to do that. <clears throat> if you were to take everything we've been talking about here, and there's so many more aspects and facets to this. We could spend time, but you know, want to be respectful and also um, want to want to give people who are watching kind of a context. How would you sum up, you know, taking care of? What are the steps that you would take? A couple of steps to help people recognize what they're doing, and then and then actually do something about it. Sorry, I missed the last part. Oh, how would you sum up? helping people recognize that they are falling into this? And then what advice yeah. would you give them to do something about it? Yeah, I think you start, for me, it was realizing how reactive I was becoming. So I was being reactive with patients, with team, with my family. That was really the thing that I noticed the most was like a patient would say something, like, come back at them yeah. instead of, you know, taking it in, living between, in the space between the um, uh, something they were saying and my reaction, and that was what I noticed. But there's there's different people, you know. I've I've mentored hundreds of doctors from around the world, and some people it's their sleep. They realize they're not sleeping well. They're always tired. Some people it is weight gain or weight loss fluctuations. Sometimes it's a physical thing. Um, there's some people that it's back pain. You know, a lot of it can be physical. Um, there's certain people where, unfortunately, it's something like a divorce, or you know, a divorce with their with their business partner. Even uh, it could be relational like that. So there's usually always a stimulus. I think why I like to share my story is because people then realize, oh wow, that's me right now. How he's talking about how he was is how I am right now. Because what I find is many doctors don't know they have a problem until they hear someone else saying that they went through the same thing and it was a problem. Now it's okay. It's okay. Yes. I'm not the only one. Holy cow. Yeah. We, we <clears throat> get so accustomed to how difficult dentistry is. Dentistry is a really difficult job. Physically emotionally, mentally, and we just get used to it. It's just like, oh yeah, that's what it is, you know? It's just, and there's ways to change things, you know? You're still gonna have complications with your patients, but like I showed before in that example, how the reaction, like the implant may still fail, right? The crown may still come off, right. whatever. But the reaction of how you take it and how the patient takes it can be totally different. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, the realization, and then what should, what would the first thing you'd recommend people to do? Just as a first step, what's the first thing? 
Yeah, I, you know, realize. I think I think I would follow that ripple theory and go to identify. So write down what are the triggers that getting... that affect you most. You know, for me, it was those 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 complications with my practice. It was the physical stress I was having, debilitating back pain. Um, but there are certain people that it's the isolation. Just they're the only doctor in their office and they've been doing this for 30 years and no one gets what they're talking about. You know, they don't have very many dentist friends that they can talk openly with and maybe their spouse isn't a dentist and they just feel alone. So it, it depends on the person. But identifying those stressors is, is a really important step. First of all, I, I love that because what is it? Every journey requires taking that first step, realizing it's an important aspect. Because if you don't, then you ignore it. And the context of, of your, the way you have it and what people think, uh, I think it's so important. If people wanted to, I don't know, reach out and, and contact you or, or, or uh, you know, first of all, contact you, what, is that okay? What would be the best way to do that? Yeah, sure. I mean, the easiest place is on Instagram. It's just Dr. Kyle Stanley, Dr. Kyle Stanley. Or you can go to my website, um, Kyle Stanley, sorry, drkylestanley.com, same thing. Or if you're really into this mental health stuff and <clears throat> you want to see um, what's next in your journey, you can also go to lightsidedentistry.com where I have, oh I have a free masterclass that they can watch. Um, it's about an hour long that talks about some of the concepts we've talked about today in a little more depth. And um, yeah, I, I would, I'd be happy to, to chat with them. Oh my goodness. You know, first of all, I would love to explore so many different other things. Folks, Dr. Kyle Stanley is not just an incredibly engaging person. He is very progressive with regard to the perspectives, the research, the things that he's done. You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, AI is becoming a huge thing in dentistry. And he's got a company, Pearl, which has created something around that. We're not going to talk about that now, but these are all different aspects. And these are different facets of Dr. Stanley. And believe it or not, as successful, as innovative, as progressive he is, as he is, he's through what we've heard a lot of people go through. Thank you for sharing that with us and, and giving us that perspective. You know, you're right. We see or people see other people and say, holy cow, look how successful, look at how great, great, all that. And then internally, you know, they're not quite there. And I think it's appreciate you sharing that. So that is yeah, fantastic. Thank you. At some point here, would you uh, be willing to join us and maybe spend some time and talk about some of the other things that you're Let's doing do or it. maybe yeah. follow up on this? That would be Sounds fantastic. Sounds good. Well, hey, folks, first of all, Dr. Kyle Stanley, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate that. It is, you know, some epiphanies here around, you know, wait, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Just have to recognize that. And the context of Ripple works so well, and it gives you actual steps to go through. And really appreciate you taking the time. And, and uh, I love the context and the journey that you're you're going through and that you're helping us or other clinicians too, which is awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so, it's, it's really my pleasure. So folks, hey, if you like this, if you need, if you have any questions for Dr. Stanley, please, um, please, please reach out to him. Uh, if you like this content, please share it, click a like button. 
and let us know if there's any other things that you'd like to hear about. And until then, uh, please, Dr. Stanley, have a wonderful rest of your week. And everybody, we look forward to uh, you guys joining us at our next Dental Voice. Take Thank care, everyone. Everybody.